Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Ginger Biz, the podcast. I'm Katie, your host, and today we're going to talk about how to build a business when you're an introvert. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. I don't fully consider myself an introvert because an introvert generally is described as being like shy. I'm not shy, but I do have tendencies like an introvert where after I have a lot of interactions or I'm faced with like meetings or group activities or anything like that, I do feel exceptionally drained. Now, if you were in the room with me during a meeting, you wouldn't think that I was an introvert because I do have a switch. When I'm at work, my switch comes on, I show up, I do what I need to do, whether that's terminating someone, whether that's, you know, doing a coaching session or just being someone's cheerleader, I'm showing up and I'm doing it and it's getting done. But when I get home at the end of the day, I can be so drained from those interactions. When I first took on my current role at my day job, It was a hard transition to always be engaging with so many people and be so many people's person. I can't tell you how many people come to me throughout the day just for advice, for comfort, just chat, like all those things. And I'm so, so thankful for it. But it was definitely a transition. And when I'm at home, I would say that I'm the quieter one. Now, my husband's my producer, so he's listening to this, but I think he talks more than I do. He's definitely always going, always engaging, hanging out with the baby, just doing so much. And I keep to myself a little bit more at home. Like I just don't talk as much because I'm so engaged at work that I have to have that mental break. And don't get me wrong, we have conversations and we have a great time and it's a really good balance for us. But I just take that more backseat role at home because I'm so engaged and constantly having to show up for work. When we look at different businesses, there are an array of different types of people running them. Outgoing personality types, decision makers, analytical people, creatives, and so, so many more. When we look at entrepreneurship, often it is made up of smaller teams, if not a single individual. Meaning we don't have the same diversity as a large organization. Learning to work through the challenges while utilizing our strengths is hugely important for entrepreneurs because we are so much smaller of a team. Being an introvert and running a business can be challenging, but here are a few tips to make it easier. Social media. Lean into it. Social media is a great resource no matter your personality type. If you're an introvert, using social media can be super helpful in getting your brand in front of your target audience while not forcing yourself to be something that you're not. For this to work best, you should make sure that your social media platforms are current. This way, your target client can easily see your accomplishments without you having to directly tell them. 
Using social media like Facebook chats and groups is also a great way to get to know others in the industry and link up with potential clients. Now, I will say that you shouldn't hide behind a screen, and I would never encourage that. But if you're an introvert, going to social gatherings and being outgoing can be challenging. So utilize today's technology towards your strengths, sitting behind the computer screen and interacting in chat groups and encouraging your potential client and just giving them things as resources via social media can make a huge impact and will be good. The nice thing about showing up on social media is that you can create a reel or a story and not have to show your face at all. Not at all. While I do believe that showing our face is so important for our brand and for the audience to connect with you, you can still consistently show up without always having to be on stage when it comes to social media. Finding the right balance for you. And with social media, it's awesome because you can plan out your content. So if you're having a really good day and you're feeling a little more outgoing than normal and you have more things to say, you can show up on your stories or do video content because you're ready for it. And I would say batch edit content. Take advantage of those moments when you're feeling a little bit stronger and more extroverted. And then on days when you're feeling introverted and you don't want to show your face or you don't want to show up. Utilize other avenues of things such as like posting images of something else or long captions or different quizzes in your stories, things like that, because then on the days that you are ready to show up, you can use that other content. I think that it's really important to know yourself and know what balance works for you and your business. Keep in mind though, it's quality over quantity. If you show up 10 days in a row on social media and then you go 20 days without showing up, you don't necessarily want that. You want to be consistent with quality. It's not about posting every single day or multiple times a day. It's about posting quality and being consistent with it. So just be mindful of that as you approach social media in general. So for me, if I'm having a rough day or I'm not looking my best, I might just post images of what I'm doing or narrate when I'm showing a project that I'm working on rather than necessarily having my face smack dab center in the screen. So just find what works for you. If it was like 10 or 15 years ago, showing up would mean that you have to go to monthly meetups, happy hours, and networking events. And while these still exist and can be very good, you don't have to leave your house to show up anymore. So let's dive into networking as an introvert. Although most introverts will cringe at the thought of networking, this leads to my next point. Networking can hugely benefit your business. And while it seems daunting, having a solid plan and approach can make it so much easier. Walking into a room full of people can be intimidating. But networking doesn't have to look like that. Networking can be more intimate Invite a few fellow business owners to coffee, jump on a brainstorming call, go for a walk with an industry colleague. Depending on your niche, planning a styled photo session, a work group, or a small gathering can be a great way to network. Now, I'll say that years ago, I was planning to branch more into birth photography. So I met up with a couple doulas and we literally had walking meetings. We would just go for a walk together and talk. It was nice because it alleviated the pressure of having to entertain each other or anything like that, but we could just organically talk about business and kind of plans and different things while on our walk. 
Plus, we were being active and getting moving. And who doesn't love to just go for a walk outdoors? So for networking, think of these as a one-on-one meeting or a small intimate group. While large gatherings intimidate me, so do one-on-ones. Having three to four people can lessen the pressure of the outing and allow for you to sit back and just listen from time to time. And that's my favorite. If I'm one-on-one with someone and we're just sitting there staring at each other, it kind of feels like I have to entertain or there's some sort of pressure going on. But if there's a couple of us, I can take a turn just listening and absorbing what's going on. I used to lead a networking group in DC. It was Shoot and Share Washington, DC group. And I would schedule different speakers to come and chat with a group of photographers. And I can't tell you how many times I remember being so nervous that like the speaker wouldn't show up or that something wouldn't go right. And how many times I was like, maybe I just won't go today. Like I'll just skip it. But I was like, the leader, the one organizing it. So I couldn't just bail. And I just remember that being so much out of my comfort zone that I would make my husband come with me (laughs) every single time he would come. So it's funny because I would drag him along with me just as a comfort. And I remember sometimes he'd come into the meeting with us. It was at a coffee shop in DC and we would go in the basement. And then other times he would just sit upstairs and like drink a coffee and read a book or whatever, but just having him with me. And some of that goes into the anxiety that I experience of like getting into DC and parking and doing all these other things, but also it plays into the more introverted side of me of being in that group and having a leadership role. So believe me when I say that I know that some people cringe at networking, but I think that I've gotten to a point where networking for me is something that hugely, hugely pushes the momentum in my business. And I really like doing that. Find your strengths and feed them. As an introvert, public speaking might not be your favorite thing, but being a pocket cheerleader for your friends might be your jam. Use that strength to build on and grow personal relationships for your brand. Introverts are often big picture thinkers, and that can be hugely beneficial for a business. So jump in somebody's pocket and just start encouraging them. Find your compliment. If you're looking for a business partner or a team member, considering someone who is an extrovert who can compliment you well may be the perfect balance. I do this in my business for Petals and Ink. I don't particularly care to go sell at markets because you just have to be turned on the entire time, ready to engage, and it's really hard for me. So one of my team members takes a lead on markets. It's a great way for us to network and get in front of people with our product, but again, it just doesn't fit my personality. So I hired a team member who that's her strength. She's thrives in that. And I'm just so excited because it works to her strengths while alleviating that from me. So be sure to be intentional with who you hire and make sure that they compliment you. Now you may lean towards hiring someone who's exactly like you because you want your business to be run exactly the way you run it. And don't get me wrong, there's huge benefits to that as well. But just weigh the pros and cons and figure out what makes sense for you and your business. Now, my next point is be sure to schedule your time because if you don't, you won't be able to recharge. Sometimes after interacting a lot, I totally, totally crash. In my current routine, weekends are oddly hard because I go from a crazy busy work week to a lot of alone time. It's definitely taking some getting used to and it's surprisingly a lot harder to recharge without being intentional. But recharging is so needed and so necessary. 
So basically, I will go from a hectic week, I work like a eight to four, but generally I stay until five or six. So I work, you know, for lack of a better term, but a nine to five. And then I come home and I usually spend some family time doing a couple things. I'll work on some business stuff, just different things. And then the weekend comes. And if I don't have any engagements, like any photo sessions or any sort of agenda items that I have to show up to, it can feel kind of crazy to just slow down like a really, really abrupt halt. And that might sound wonderful to have a completely open weekend, but for me, it was really, really hard to transition to this because I'm not used to that slower pace. And so then I would do one of two things. I would crash and crash hard. I'd feel lethargic. I wouldn't know what to do with myself and I wouldn't get anything at all done. And I would feel guilty and horrible about it. Or I would be ridiculously productive and just get so, so much done that I look back when Monday comes and realize I never rested. Neither of those were recharging me. So now what I try to do is when I know that I'm going to need a recharge and I know that my weekend's going to be a bit slower or I have time to be slow in the weekend, I will literally slow myself down and be intentional with my time so that that way I don't feel guilty for neglecting anything. I'll kind of have a plan to approach anything like house chores and whatnot. And then I will relax. And the same thing with my productivity. I'll be intentional with that time so that I do get things done, but I don't overdo it. As introverts, it's really, really important for us to know how to recharge and what will give us back that energy. Because otherwise, we're going to face burnout. We're going to get worn down and it's not going to be okay. Make sure that you schedule time for yourself and be intentional with it. So these tips come from experience that I've had, whereas I'm not like an extreme introvert by any means, I do find that these tips are super, super helpful. And I want to share them with you so that you can utilize them and apply them in your life. Because being an entrepreneur has so many challenges. And I would say that I used to be a lot more quiet and shy. As a child, I was definitely shy in new environments. And as an adult, in my earlier years, going to different kinds of events and stuff was really hard. Now I've learned that for work and entrepreneurship and stuff to show up, but if a friend were just to call me and hit me up to go out to dinner tonight, it would be really challenging because I just, that's out of my comfort zone. Going out and just being social with no agenda can be challenging for me. So again, these tips come from a place that I've experienced, maybe not drastically, but something that I can definitely relate to and that have helped me overcome different avenues that I used to get stuck at before. Thanks so much for joining me today in Ginger Biz, the podcast. And until next time, keep diving in.